welcome to the 30-Minute Week Podcast on WFUVsports.org. We live, baby. What is going on, Reed? How you doing, man? Thank you, thank you. I want to welcome you guys all to the 30-Minute Week Podcast. Yo. This is actually a special episode. It's the it first is, ever episode. Is. We are live streaming on Facebook and Periscope, so thank you to all of you. Uh, listening and joining us then, and of course, everyone listening to us on the podcast. That's right. Let's just get into it. A lot of things have been going on, Manny. Uh, NBA Eastern Conference Finals were shocking for many reasons. Uh, the Warriors going to the finals for a third straight that's year. That's a big shock to me. Uh, no, it's not. And then we're going <laughs> to... I think the two biggest storylines coming out of the Celtics win in Cleveland, the most, biggest upset in NBA history. Is it really, though? It is, by point differential. Yeah, they were they were underdogs by 17 points and ended up winning buzzer beater. A lot of people were pointing to LeBron. 11 points. People even rushed to Twitter and said, he's not the GOAT, he can't be the greatest. I think everybody LeBron should LeBron scores 11 points. Is this, is this good for him? Is this... Kind of validation for those who have been hating on him. That I mean, he can't be obviously, the listen. Obviously, he can't score eleven points and think they'll end up winning the game because obviously they lost the game. But let's not jump to to you know conclusion there. LeBron is the greatest basketball player playing right now. But ever, I think everyone's everyone's this, agree he's the greatest basketball. Of course, player but this, right this now. so so this one game is not going to take away his chance for being the greatest ever. I don't know. People would point to players like Michael Jordan who maybe. Yeah, but do Michael this. had bad games as well. Yeah. He had terrible like efficiency. But the difference is games. the difference is I would say too is Michael Jordan he never really scored. He never scored this little amount, but only because he's a different player than exactly. LeBron. Like he would shoot his he'll way keep, out. Yeah, he'll keep shooting. So he'll go eight for thirty and have LeBron 15, see, have twenty points. That's right? a that's a crazy thing about LeBron. LeBron's about to break Michael's postseason scoring record. He's gonna be almost top five in, in all this in scoring when he's done. And he's not even a, a shoot first guy. His mentality is to pass first to get his teammates involved, and he's he's getting he's getting these records in shooting, and that's what a lot of people don't know. So when he has a bad shooting night, he's not going to keep on shooting. He's going to go back to what he knows, and that's giving out assists to his teammates. He had eleven points, six assists, six rebounds. Not good at all, especially for the Definitely greatest player good. in the world. But this is an anomaly in his entire career. He's only had a game like this or less. He's in two thousand fourteen. Versus the Pacers, he scored seven points. Then the infamous uh, NBA Finals game versus the Mavericks, he yeah. had eight. But besides that, especially this playoffs alone, he scored 25 points once, and the rest were 30-point games, and he had a 41-point game. Exactly. This is crazy. I would actually want to turn this whole story on its head, and I want to know if you guys agree that by the Cavaliers losing and LeBron scoring this little, it actually emphasizes why he, he is, is the, the most valuable player, player in exactly. the world. Because Kevin Love scores 28 points. Yeah. Tristan Thompson scores 19. Kyrie Irving, arguably the best point guard in the NBA, scores 29. And, and the what? Cleveland Cavaliers still can't beat the Celtics without Isaiah Thomas at home in the Eastern Conference Finals. Does that not say that LeBron needs to be there? I mean, it's, Le- it's so simple. It's straightforward. Like It's legitimately straightforward. And then at the same time, guess what? He doesn't finish top three in the MVP Finals. That's, That's so crazy. It's that is so crazy because it's, we've gone over this. It's voter fatigue. It's oh, not yeah. the most valuable player. It's the greatest season of the year, which Westbrook will the win. Most outstanding season. Everyone's I don't know tired why Leonard was there though. That that seems like a little bit of LeBron hate, and of I hate course. that because I don't want to be known. As, I don't want us to be known as LeBron defenders. Like I'm gonna be the first one to criticize him when he makes a mistake. 
But we have to realize he's a great player. Even, even Give, if he's not the all-time greatest player, he's one of them. People are getting tired of giving him credit for what he's done. He's so consistent over the years. And this year, besides the last game where he scored 11 points, in the postseason he has taken his game to a completely new level. So it's crazy how LeBron does not get the respect he deserves from the media, from all the fans, from every, everyone in the NBA world. This is it's ridiculous. You don't know what you have until it's gone. And I just don't want exactly. that to be with LeBron James because he's a player I'm going to talk about to the day I die. For the rest of my life. So that's our piece on LeBron. Let's go to the other team, the team that actually won. Not necessarily what they're going to do in this series because I think we can yeah, agree I'm they're going to sure lose. I'm pretty sure we all know they're done. <laughs> um, but what is their future going to look like? Isaiah Thomas out for the rest of the playoffs. There's talks about should they max him out? Should they give him a contract extension? They have the number one pick in this year's draft. Should they trade that? What should they do with it? There's I mean, a lot of uncertainties in this number one seed's future. I think we can all see through which every with every NBA team, you're not going to be able to win if your best player is 5'9 and a point guard. That's not going to work. Well, define win because they're in the Eastern you, Conference granted, Finals. Yes, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals in the number one seed. Congratulations. But they're considered the worst number one seed of all time. Are they're, they? I would say the Hawks. The Hawks that was pretty, pretty bad. That, that was a good Hawks team. They won 60 games. <laughs> but They won the more games than the Celtics. Okay, okay I'll give you that. Just go well, on. they ran into LeBron as well. So This is true. That's also a problem. But no, but seriously, when you you need a – not saying Isaiah is, is not a dynamic player, but not saying he's size matters. But at the point guard position, it does. if you're not <laughs> – it does. At the point guard position, if you're not Allen Iverson, it's going to be real hard. Even Allen Iverson didn't exactly. win an NBA championship. He took it all the way to the finals. Couldn't, couldn't get past Kobe and Shaq. So what do you do with the Celtics? You can either max him out or you can give him a three-year extension, which would be about 120% of his current contract, which is only $6.2 million. What do you do? Here's the thing about Isaiah. He is a playmaker. That's fine. He just needs help. Are we? Do so you, you keep him? I keep him. But you got to pay him. You give him the max. No, I wouldn't give him the so max. So you give him the three-year extension. Yeah. What if he doesn't want it? He's going to have to take it. Does he? Does you don't he? think there's an NBA team that would max Isaiah Thomas out just for the marketability? What team would that would do that? I would think it, off the top of my head, Sacramento Kings. No, I would. I would not. So he'll go back to Sacramento. Phoenix would max him out. Yeah, he'd go back. I wouldn't. Brooklyn I wouldn't do would that. max I wouldn't him do out. That. Do you want to go play for money or do you want to try and win the championship? That's the but real. But coming question. from a man Isaiah Thomas who hasn't really earned that NBA money yet, you can't it begrudge him for wanting to do so. Granted, but at the same time, what is more important to you? Because listen, Mike Conley, how much money is he making right now? He's 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 signed for what 135. He is in no position <laughs> anytime soon to win a championship. Isaiah can go to Sacramento if he wants. He can go to Brooklyn if he wants. But he's pretty much telling us, all right, listen, I care more about the money than I care about the ring. That's pretty much what Carmelo did a couple years ago when he had the chance to go to Chicago, but he stayed in New York. Yeah, Melo's about the money. So I think this coming draft will actually tell us a lot about oh, what tell us they're going lot. to do with Isaiah Thomas. They have the number one overall pick in that horrible trade for Bro- by Brooklyn when Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce went to uh, the Nets and the Celtics basically took their entire future in exchange. Yeah, They have the number one overall pick. Markel Fultz is who many people assume to be the number one choice. Many people, I'm kind of in that boat too, that the Celtics should trade that pick. But what do they trade it for? If they trade that pick, I would say you got to go for a Paul George or Jimmy Butler. 
because you need someone on that wing who's big, who's athletic, and who can disrupt disrupt LeBron James. Because this last game showed us at all that if LeBron James is disrupted, if LeBron it's James over. isn't at a Hall of Fame level, you can beat the Cavaliers easily. Yeah. So if you go and trade the number one pick, get someone like a Paul George, try and convince him to stay, or Jimmy Butler, who would be under contract till 2020, that makes you an instant contender if they can do that. For me, it's Jimmy Butler. It's not even Paul George. Paul George is saying I'm going to L.A. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's 100%, 1,000% saying I'm going back home. Uh, Jimmy Butler, he can still play for another, what, six, seven, eight years? So you're, you're saying they should trade it, though? 100%. Trade, trade the pick. Trade the pick. You if get... you can't get Butler, what do you do? Gordon Hayward? Maybe? That hesitation, though? Uh... Dude, listen to this. This is a little thought I came up with. You know how much the Lakers want Lonzo Ball. Not only because I think he's a great player, but because just marketability. He's, yeah, he's the future face of the Lakers got in, in many ways, if he can hold up on his playing end. What if they took him with the first overall pick and held him hostage with the <clears> Lakers? <throat> Could they like be like, oh, hey, give us Brandon Ingram in a first round, we'll give you Lonzo? What if they did something sneaky like that? You think Brandon's the answer, though, for the Celtics? That's I think Brandon Ingram is... Better than a player they could get. He'd be more impactful, ready to have an impact. Because you have to realize the he's player that's young, drafted this year. He's still young, though. Yes, but the player that's drafted this year is going to take a couple, four years at least to develop. And they don't have that time with players like Horford and stuff. Ingram's going to have a little bit more years under his belt. He would add size to the wing, shooting. And I think he would not be as good as a Jimmy Butler, but he would have a lot more years than Jimmy Butler. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's a, it's a risk taking Ingram. It's a bigger risk than going with Jimmy. In my eyes. And what if they do this? What if they sign and trade Isaiah Thomas? I had another thought. To the 76ers, who really want a point guard badly. Isaiah Thomas goes to them, and they try to get someone like, who knows, Ben Simmons in return. Would you do that? That sounds... that Now that, I'm not going to lie to you, that's good. Celtics. That's really good right there. Sign with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. The 76ers would believe, and they have... Or, or you sign and trade, you get Okafor. I don't know. I think the 76ers could be a, a player in this game. I don't know. It's possible. But I, to me, best bet, trade the pick, you get Jimmy, you're golden. You yeah, are well, that's, golden. That's easier to say, but <laughs> no, no, yeah. they're going to do it's it. It's easier said than done, all right? All right, so I think it's safe to say we're Cavs, Warriors, NBA Finals. Yeah. Can't the wait. real question is, do you think the Cavs lose again or no? We'll have to check out and see until we start talking about the NBA Finals. For now, let's get to our next headline. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... A recent story came out that a New York City charity is going to be showing up outside the NFL's headquarters in support of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, the guy's name is Kevin Livingston. He's the president of 100 Suits for 100 Men. Yep. Uh, it's a great program in which basically they provide people uh, who can't get suits, who don't have the money, the means to be able to be presentable for job interviews. They want to employ them at and Kaepernick donated to them, and it's a cause that I completely support, right? thousand percent. Um, and the, in return, they kind of want to support Kaepernick. And I know, obviously, we all know by now, he's been very polarizing with kneeling before the game, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, all of this. But he's at a point now where he's not on an NFL roster. Do you support this type of activism? Is it smart for him to do this? Do what exactly? Well... I don't know if he's necessarily going to be involved with this. That's what I'm saying. This, this, is really, this is really not him doing this, though. This is this organization coming out, <clears throat> excuse me, on his behalf, saying that, oh, listen, no one is supporting Kaepernick. Yeah, but he's come out and said but, he's not going to kneel this coming season. Um, yeah, because that's obviously – well, that, he said, I think he's saying that just to, just to be on the team, okay? But I think in terms of this situation, this organization is coming out and supporting him because no one is supporting him at all. He has no one to turn to in terms of – 
I mean, obviously has family and agencies support like that, but there's no support for Colin Kaepernick right by now. NFL teams. By NFL teams, is that because they don't believe agree with him politically, or they just think it's too much of a distraction? It's way too much of a distraction. I would have to agree. I think even he would agree. Yeah, I mean, no, no team is really going to tell you. You know, there's Colin Kaepernick really lost a lot of people when he said, "I'm not going to vote." You know, when he when he came out to the public and said, "Yeah, he's not going to." Yeah, go, that really. Dis- you know, that, that's where that's where things kind of hit the fans for him. You know, because yes, people understood his purpose. You know, for saying that for Black Lives Matter and things like that. But when when you take away the one right that was really that a lot of people you know shed blood for, then you kind of lost a lot of supporters. You lost a lot of followers. You lost a lot of your leverage right there. Yeah, he wasn't organized. Yeah. He had good thoughts, not organized. Um. But I think Colin Kaepernick's at a point in his life where he has to decide. And, and I support him, again, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the kneeling, 100% behind him. But you have to also understand the reality of pro football. And they do not want anything that isn't about football. Exactly. They don't want a distraction. And also, whether they support you or not. And on top of that, NFL teams, the NFL is a consumer's product. And I'm sure some NFL teams are afraid that by signing him, that even if they support him behind the scenes, that they would actually lose a certain amount of fan base. That's, that's the thought that, like, you know what I mean? You're making a political statement by signing him now. And I don't think he's a good enough football player or has proven to be one so far that teams would be willing to take that risk. That's my point, though. At the same time, what team is he going to play for? Plenty of teams. The Jets, for example, could take him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, he could find... I think... See, I don't even think about the Jets as a franchise <laughs> anymore. The I don't Jets. think they do either. The Jets um, definitely could use him. I think he's talented enough to be on an yeah, NFL def- roster. Oh, 100%. Probably as a backup. But he's at a point in his life where he needs to decide what's more important, activism or pro football. Either one I'm f- I'm fine with. But no, you I can't think... be this activist and, and out there until you can really – prove yourself on the field. You no, know what I, think, I mean? I think he can. Just at the same time, he has to be smart with what he does. He has to be smart with his, his word choosing and at the time he wants to proceed and do certain things, you know? One thing you don't want to do is mix in work and play. When, once he mix in his activism with football, that's when things got fishy because you can do things, not necessarily behind the scene, but on the on the different hands. You know, you can work with your activism, you can play your sport, you can do your job separately. When you mix things and mix and mingle things, that's when you have problems. That's when you have issues. That's when you form your enemies. So, would he be on a roster if he had never kneeled? Uh, yeah, because you listen honestly. I completely forgot about the Jets, but now that you said the Jets, the Jets need help anywhere. But they have been talked about him going to Seattle. Would I be wrong to say that people are being hypocritical because when Tim Tebow was in the NFL post game, he'd do his whole kneeling thing. His was obviously praying uh, to God. T-bowing, but it, he, took, it, was, it took off. It was really praying. He yeah. was supporting God and everything. And we are a majority Christian country, but that is a form of outward activism or promotion of his religion. And, you know, what if people had a problem with that? No one really went after him for that. So is it a matter of people just don't agree with what he's saying and they try to use that? Oh, don't football fields, not not the place for you to kneel. Or is it they just don't agree with he's kneeling for? Because it's, Tebow didn't get backlash. Yeah, it's a thousand percent what he's kneeling for. I mean, we understand the history of the country and race in this country, and there's obviously unsettled uh, disagreements about that now. You know, we look at things like institutional racism. But I don't want to go off topic and things, but you understand how you know race, the issue of race and racism is not settled in America at all. So Especially and and in a league where it's majority black. Exactly, it's a 
thousand percent what he's doing it for, not what he's doing. Okay. I would like to hear from you guys as well, too. You can comment. You guys can tweet us. Tweet you us. You can email us at 30minuteweek at gmail.com. We answer That's questions right. from listeners all the time it's all on for the you air. Guys, man. Uh, we have our Twitter accounts, all this kind of stuff. I, I mean, we want to find fun stuff. You guys can give us suggestions what you guys want us to talk about, too, because we want to generate conversation that is not just fun for us to discuss, but fun for you. For all you guys out there. Next subject. Did you just wink at the camera? I did. The fans weird. love me. They do. They love me. But they like the wink? They love me, man. They really Who's do. I just saw a compliment, so I had to wink. Okay. It happens. When you get fans, you understand. You would. Trust me, you would. It's I a good life. Fans, I never wink at them. It's a good life. You understand. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, okay. So, Vladimir Putin. Been in the news a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Not necessarily in our sports world, but he's he's crossed over into it because he's now made official statements about Russia's doping scandal. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, basically Russia's been suspended from the Olympics as of now. Because as they should be. They've been proven to uh, not only have their athletes been doping and using PEDs, but the state sponsored them. It was a state conspiracy. The government of Russia so helped rough. them do so. Putin comes out and he's admitted that Russia cheated, which is a big deal because the Russians don't ever seem to admit anything they do <laughs> that may be illegal or cheating. He said, the battle must yeah. be open. A sporting contest is only interesting when it is honest. guess that doesn't mean elections, but okay. <laughs> who am I to say, right? We just talk sports. <laughs> That's it. We're only here for sports. Now, is he doing this out of honesty, out of the wanting to be transparent, or is it just because he wants to get reinstated for the Olympics? He wants to get reinstated. I mean, when you... So when, you don't believe that he's genuine? No. Not... Listen, when, when you are hit as a country at the Olympics. Let me tell you about the Olympics is such a grand stage for every single country. This is pride. This is your nationalism. This is everything. It gets us into like it's, it's long a, jumps and stuff. Yeah, like, that. like, no, for real though. Like every, everything is, a, of course it's a competition, but it's bigger than just the sport. It's bigger than just getting the gold medal. It's about showing your superiority around the world. And Russia has been caught cheating. And this, is, this has been the problem before with Russia, doping. It's always been the problem. So, obviously, he wants a seat back at the table. He wants a chance to prove their dominance. That's all it's about. Are they dominant, though? Okay, so they, <laughs> no. they've been proven to – they were doping during the London Summer Olympics yeah. in Sochi. Um, I just don't know what to think about this, you know? I, it makes me think that even if they're punished, even if they're caught, even if it's investigated – when it comes to PEDs, the cheaters always seem to be one step ahead of the testers, right? Okay. Players like A-Rod have always been tested. And then I also tend to think in my eyes, or my thoughts, I don't think in my eyes, my brain's in my head. Yeah, I'm not saying that's, um, that's, that's a little <laughs> off, but okay. That why are athletes not allowed to use PEDs? Now, now stay with me. They all, Nike will market the newer shoe to help you be faster, help you do this. There is sports drinks. There are sleeves and whatever. I mean, there's tons of things athletes do to help them better themselves as, as such, things that the previous generation didn't have. Why PEDs? Why are they so against PEDs, sports, sports culture, but not everything else? If it really was necessarily just but a competitive advantage, then don't those other things give you those as well? Yeah, but aren't PEDs on like a bigger scale than the rest, you know? Like, oh, yeah, drink Gatorade. Yeah, but then, you, then, then you're drawing a line between. I'm just saying that 
sports are an entertainment. They're an industry. Granted. These drugs, though they may be damaging to athletes in the long run, they would make them better athletes. They would help them stay on the court, field, or rink, or whatever longer. They would assume to make a better product for us, the viewer. Why would we be against that? So you're saying why is that the cheating label attached to PEDs? Well, I'm just saying it's almost like you legalize these PEDs, you regulate them within the leagues, and you research them for safer measures, and you just it helps the sport. I think eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, make, we have to evolve. Make it legal. Of, so you want PEDs to be legal? I, I'm th- the more I think about it, the more I think that sports will benefit ultimately because. Just like drugs in society, people are going to be doing it. it. It doesn't, no matter what, there's going to be people taking advantage of the system. Why don't you take away their ability to take advantage of it by legalizing it and regulating within the league, you know? So, mm. I know it sounds odd, but just think about it. I know, I completely understand what, what you are saying. But as an athlete, it's hard like, for me to, to take it. Where do you draw the line between a PED and... And, and, a, and a performance enhancing drink. Like or an said. energy drink. Yeah, like, like Gatorade. All this, I mean, even something more than that. Like, I'm just saying that we take vitamins in our body. And you could say natural or whatever versus synthetic drugs. Still, yeah. But then I just think you're, you're splitting hairs. And what's the ultimate goal? To, like, have these records? Are we so enamored with Is it accessibility? Records? Is that what it is? Maybe that's probably what it was before, you know? Because think about when people first started using PEDs. How many people actually knew what it was, what it's about, where you can get it? Now it's kind of more actual than, than, you know, than the rest. So maybe it should change. Maybe you are correct. Maybe. I would like to know what people think about this. Cause it's yeah, con- it's, that's, that's, that's really a... It's a controversial to- subject, to say the least. Um, all right, so we have a little bit more time. We do. I want to get into a little bit of the preview for the NBA Finals. Okay. We have the Warriors. They swept the Spurs. I think the Western Conference Finals or the Western Conference Playoffs in general could have been looked at as a disappointment, right? So you have your MVP or supposed MVP, Russell Westbrook, out real quick. The Spurs sweep everybody. I mean, the Utah Jazz are not a captivating team. The Rockets flamed out. The Spurs aren't exciting to watch. Kawhi Leonard was gone. I mean, is this good for the NBA to have this dominant of a team? Of course it's good for the NBA. There's been dominance forever in the NBA, in, in sports. Sports is, is... But this level of dominance. It doesn't matter, Reed. This is what we want to see. We Coming into the season, we're, what is everybody talking about? Warriors and Cavs. This level of dominance from both teams only makes the story better for the trilogy. It really does. Even even the loss that the, the Cavs just took makes the story even better. Well, that's what I'm saying. It really the does. Warriors didn't get that loss. Yeah. It so really, trust what me. If, if they had maybe fallen down a couple of games to the Spurs, or or I'm just saying that Kevin Durant was asked about this, and basically he told the fans, "You don't like it, don't watch it," which is um, just straight class up. act, class act, straight up, Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, yeah, don't watch it. But then again, go buy my shoes. Go buy, go buy this. I sponsor. Go do this. Oh, and if you don't watch it, then oh uh, wait, uh, revenue from the league. But see, because he's right. Because the thing is, with the dominance, with they can be up twenty, and people will still watch the game. The opposing team will still watch the fans of the opposing team will still watch the game, on TV or in person. Well, I don't know about in person. Because if, yeah. it's, if it's, people would, I mean, we we've seen people leave stadiums before, so as yeah, that is true. Even <laughs> when they were close games, yeah, we for seen some reason people, people fear traffic over all else. <laughs> God, God forbid, I'm in my car for 20 more minutes. Exactly. I anyway. don't know. So, I think it's safe to say. Do you? How long do you think this Cavaliers and Celtics series is going to go? Uh, was it two one? Yeah. 
two more games. Weird fact: Let's not a single honest. team has won at home in this Eastern Conference Finals. Really, not the single. entire the well, entire the, the Cleveland beat them in Boston two times, and Celtics just beat oh, them okay, in Cleveland. Yeah, but these yeah, of course these two teams. Wow, so, that's crazy. So, do you think that this is actually this last game in which LeBron laid an egg, which I'll admit, and the Cavs lost, choked away? Does this mean that this is actually going to be a competitive series, no, or is it a five-one no, anomaly? I don't, don't even entertain. LeBron James scored eleven points. That's not going to happen again. I can guarantee you that right now. What's more likely, him scoring fifteen or under next game, or him scoring forty-five and over? Okay, well, when you put it like that, no, I it, it's serious thought. Fifteen What's and more under likely, forty-five and over. Fifteen or under, or forty-five and over. His highest game this year in the playoffs has been 41. So why would you go 45? Because his lowest game in the playoffs just happened, so maybe his highest game could follow. No, no, that's that's not going to happen. So you think he's more likely to score 15 or under? I mean, when you give me those two odds, yeah. He scored 40 in the playoffs way he's more not, than he scored 15 or he's under. He's not scoring 45 in this next game. I think he is. I'm going to go yeah, over. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the Gentleman's biggest LeBron fan. Gentleman's, <laughs> Gentleman's bet. Gentleman's bet. I'm telling I'll you, go, he's not, hey, listen, if he I'll does go over 45, you know I'm a happy person. I'm well, just saying, though. I'm I, saying, what, let's be reasonable here, like 30, 35. Be consistent with what he's been doing. He's not going to jump to 45. He might, though. Who do the Celtics look to now that Isaiah Thomas isn't there? Is it Avery Bradley? Is, I think he's they, a great defender, but yeah. I mean, Marcus Smart went, was out of his mind in that last game. I think, honestly, they look to Al Horford. Really? Yeah, he's the old man. He kind of has a little bit of playoff experience, you know? And he's, obviously, if you watch the game, he looks like he's he's in it. They could be down twenty. They could be down forty. He looks like he looks like he's energized. He's ready to go. He's still talking this smack, man. Well, I don't think he's really been this far in the playoffs in his career. He's probably yeah, just true. happy to be there. Yeah, this hey, whole Celtic team feels like that, you know. Happy to be there, yeah. Honestly, <sighs> that that one win for them, <laughs> that's it. They're probably like, hey, listen, we got that one. We're not getting swept like the rest of them. We're good. That's so sad, though. It really is. Like, that's your you're a professional basketball player. And your silver line to your entire season is we won once. Hey, you know? look, hey, we got one we won, though. We won. You saw the shot, right? It went in. That's what we got. That's ridiculous. Two All more right. games. Two more games. The Cavs are out of there. I think that's it. That's it, man. I had fun times this week. It's been a good day so All far. Right. You know, I had I, a nice breakfast this morning. Actually, I didn't. I literally grabbed breakfast just came over. Oh, here. you're terrible. But I can't. We'll be back next Tuesday yeah. for sure. Yes, Plenty of things will. to uh, discuss. Also, the NBA draft's coming up. That's right. I'm gonna start doing. I don't. You're, go, you're you're going to the draft. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to Bob about that. But what I'm going to be doing, I don't know if you guys follow the NFL draft coverage. I did a lot of player evaluations, stuff yeah. like that. I'm going to be doing the same thing uh, for the NBA players, do top point guards, small forwards, etc., foreign players, all this kind of stuff. So uh, stay tuned to WFUVSports.org right. for those articles. My Twitter, Facebook. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, listen, we love the fans. We love we love our audience, man. We want you guys to get involved every way possible. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Email us. Mention us on Twitter. All that. The whole hey, nine yards. I mean, this this podcast, and we're on the 17th episode, has That's already right. become easily the most downloaded and popular show at the station, which is all because of you guys out there uh, listening to us, supporting us, sending yeah. us emails and all that kind and of stuff. And we're trying new things, man. You know, we're, we're trying new things. We're trying, just- trying to give you what you want. That's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to give you what you want. Or, so let or, us know. or find out what you want and then give that. Cause hey, listen, we do it. We haven't decided if they want to see our faces yet, but you know. Anyways. <laughs> or oh, maybe they want to see your face. I don't know. You have the fans. I don't know, man. I'm just, you know. My face, looks, my face looks a little rough at certain times of the day. I right? didn't shave today either, but. It happens. 
I don't really grill facial hair. Anyways, <laughs> we will see you guys next Tuesday, same time, same place. That's right. Different topics. I am Reed Horner. This is Showtime Manny himself. Manny Jones, Day. Jones, Jones. All of our info for Twitter and email stuff will be on the FUV post below. But for now, have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>